money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. All right, welcome everybody to the Texas RIAs. We're broadcasting uh, tonight and uh, we're gonna start this meeting with a market update. My name is Phil Grove. I am one of the co-founders of the Texas RIAs. The Texas RIAs is the largest by far network of real estate investor associations across the great state of Texas. Over 100,000 members, participants and attendees. Uh, it's been around since 2003. And one of the things that the Texas RIAs provides the membership, the, 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 the audience, is uh, training, updates, resources, money, uh, and things that real estate investors need to be successful at investing in real estate. So we're gonna start tonight uh, by going through a little presentation on a market update. So let's talk about what's going on in the real estate market. What's the big story in real estate right now? Interest rates, interest rates. Interest rates have changed, right? What's happened to interest rates? Are they high or are they low? High. Hmm. Who thinks interest rates are high? Raise your hand if you think interest rates are high. Okay, who thinks interest rates are low? Who thinks interest rates are low? Look at that. We got some highs and we got some lows. Uh, I'd say you're both right. My opinion is interest rates are normal. Okay, 1981. Does anybody know what mortgages cost in 1981? 18%. If you've been investing since 1981, you would say interest rates are dirt cheap. Money, they're giving it away. Now, I've been a real estate investor for 20 years. I'm a full cycle investor started in 2003. Most of my rental properties that I bought back in 2003, I got six and a half, seven and a half percent mortgages. So to me, this is just normal. Congratulations, the market is back to normal. Now, a couple of years ago, you could get mortgages for 3%. That was freakishly abnormal. Okay, that was abnormal. That's never happened before in the last 100 years. It's not likely that it will ever happen again in your lifetime or in your children's lifetime. Now, could it happen? Anything could happen, I don't know. I can't predict the future. But I would say by any historical measure, that was a freakishly one in a hundred year, about as common as a pandemic kind of thing. It could have happened, yeah, it did. But is it gonna happen again? I doubt it but it's perspective. You know, if you bought a house a few years ago and you're looking at the market right now, you're thinking, oh, interest rates are high. If you've been doing this for 20 years, you think it's normal. Been doing it since 2000 or in 1981, you think it's low, right? And it's just perspective. I actually like the market right now. A few years ago, I think it was a dangerous time to invest in real estate, especially in commercial, because people is hyper-competitive, and people were doing these commercial projects, the numbers only worked, right, when they had three or 4% mortgages. And now they're refinancing. And you can't get three or 4% mortgages. Now you get seven or 8% mortgages. And the numbers don't work at seven or 8%. So a lot of those projects are in trouble. 
right? Cash calls and all kinds of things going on on the commercial front, right? Now I think it's a great time to get into commercial because if the numbers work now, you got a good deal with a normal rate and you, if you can make it work in a normal market and, and don't have to rely on a freakishly one in a hundred year abnormal market to make the numbers work, I think it's a much better time to get involved. But that's perspective. Now, when interest rates go up, what happens to real estate? Do prices go up or do prices go down? They go down. Who thinks when interest rates go up, prices go down? Right? Who thinks when interest rates go up, prices go up? Got a little of both, huh? A lot of you are not voting. <laughs> you're afraid you're gonna say something stupid or make the wrong answer, right? I would say, again, you're both right. Interest rates have both upward and downward effects on real estate. The truth is real estate really doesn't care about interest rates. Real estate cares about supply and demand. It is the most purest market in the world, supply and demand. That's what real estate cares about. So you don't look at interest rates, you look at how interest rates affect supply and demand. And they have effect. Now, why are interest rates high? Because the Federal Reserve raised the interest rates. Why? As a response to what? Inflation. What's another word for inflation? Appreciation. I love inflation. Everybody talks about inflation like it's a bad thing. When all your money's in real estate, you look forward to inflation. We just call it something else. We call it appreciation. Who's owned a house for the last three years? Raise your hand if you owned a house for like, oh wow, nice. You're a lot wealthier than you were three years ago, aren't you? Nice. What if you own 50? What if you own 200? Now how much wealthier would you be? A lot wealthier, right? And, and because we got so much price appreciation, right? We also got some inflation, right? We got higher interest rates. Now, 2008, went through a big market cycle in 2008. What happened to real estate? Supply and demand. 2002, three, four, five, six, seven, right? Subprime lending. If you wanted a loan in 2006, you went into a bank and you said, I want a loan. A banker, they'd walk up, they'd hold a mirror under your nose. If they saw fog, you got a loan. <laughs> that was the loan application process in 2006. And by 2008, all the banks went bankrupt. Turns out that was a really stupid way to give out money. And, and, and you know, they didn't call it bankrupt. You know, the government actually changed the definition of bankruptcy. All that mark-to-market stuff, that was just changing the definition of bankruptcy. But by any real definition, the banks were bankrupt. But they were too big to fail, so we bailed them out. But when the banks went bankrupt, what happened to lending? Boom. Hit a wall. Didn't slow down. It just stopped. So 2002, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, money is free and easy. Anybody could get money. And builders were building houses as far as the eye could see, out over the horizon. And then the banks were just giving anybody that could fog a mirror a loan, and people were just buying all those houses. And then in 2008, the spigot got turned off. The money just stopped. It didn't slow down. It hit a wall, and it just stopped. And now you had all this supply and no more demand. And what happened to the market? Crash and burn. So after 2008, money did get cheap, but it never got easy. Now what do you have to do to get a loan? 
fill out an 1,800-page application, right? Tur turn in your firstborn, submit blood samples, a lot. You have to do a lot, but it got cheap, but it didn't get easy. And, and as a consequence, it didn't get easy again. It's been hard to get a loan ever since 2008, pretty hard. And because it's been hard to get a loan, even if it's cheap, it's hard, builders have not been able to build enough houses. Did you guys know that we are in the middle of a housing shortage? Who knew that? Who's heard that? Yeah, nationally. We have six million fewer houses than we need. And when you don't have enough supply, but people keep having babies, right? So you have demand. What happens to real estate prices? That pushes it up. So there's a huge push up in prices. But then something else happened. Interest rates went up. And because interest rates went up, mortgages went up. And a whole bunch of people can no longer afford to buy a house. So the demand has gone down. So there's things pushing up and there's things pushing down. And we put all that in a blender and see what comes out the other end. What comes out the other end? Well, I'll tell you what's happened in Texas. The market is flat. Flat as Houston, flat. That's where we are. So interesting chart, by the way. This is uh, interest rates versus uh, median home prices going all the way back to, what's that, 1975. From 1975 to 1981, interest rates on mortgages got all the way up to 18%. You know what, when interest rates went up, what happened to home prices? They actually went up. When interest rates came down, what happened to home prices? They actually went up. When interest rates went up and down, up and down, what happened to home prices? They actually went up. Now there's little bubbles in here, right? So you can see the bubbles. There was a big bubble, 2006, 7, 8, right? There was a bubble, but other than that, the, the price is going up. There's not much correlation, interestingly enough, between interest rates and home prices, median home prices. But what's going on in the market? Well, let's talk about the market. Texas is pretty much flat. The average price house for Texas, year over year, up 1%. I call that flat. You look at uh, January a year ago versus January now, Prices are up average 1%. Year to date, 0.1 down, it's flat. Nothing's happened. Now, the sales volume has changed. There's fewer buyers and there's fewer sellers, right? So there's fewer houses being bought and sold. So the volume is down, right? <clears throat> Full year down 11%, year over year down 7%. So it's down a little, a little bit, not a huge amount, but it, but it, but it is down. Uh, several months ago, it was actually much further down. Uh, it's actually coming back. And there's a reason it's coming back, because the mix has changed. So let's talk about the mix. Typically, historically, when you look at houses for sale in the MLS, two-thirds of houses that are sold in the MLS, retail houses, are resale houses. And about a third of the houses sold are brand new. That's the typical mix. Right now, it's flipped. Right now, two-thirds of the houses selling are new and a third are resale. Why? Well, because all of the people that got those three or four or whatever percent mortgages over the last several years are not selling. Because if I sell my house that I got a 3% mortgage on, I have to get a new mortgage and it's gonna be like 7.5%. And I like my 3%, I don't want a 7.5%. So people are holding the inventory off the market. And when you hold back the inventory, what happens? That's another thing pushing prices up. There's not enough supply, right? But the builders are making up 
with, with the houses, you know, the, the new houses are being sold faster than ever. But there's another problem, right? Money is getting more expensive and getting harder to get, so the building is slowing down. And eventually the builders are gonna run out of houses to sell. So when the builders run out of houses to sell, so the builders don't have anything to sell, and the sellers that already have houses with cheap mortgages, they don't wanna sell, we got a major supply problem, okay? So that could push prices up. Now, what's gonna happen to interest rates? I have no idea, I have no idea. And by the way, um, just to put things into perspective, we don't here at the RIA have a vested interest in projecting a particular narrative. Like if you ask the National Board of Realtors what's gonna happen to home prices in the next year, for every year for the last 20 years, what was the answer? They're going up. And they just have some different way of, of justifying it. I don't care. I do personally care, but I, I don't have some motive to convince you the market's going up or down. We have strategies for up markets and down markets and sideways markets. So we can make money in all these markets. Sometimes it's easy to buy, hard to sell. Sometimes it's easy to sell and hard to buy. It's never easy to buy and easy to sell. Okay, so we can make money in all of these different markets. Uh, you know, what's gonna happen in the future? I don't know, I don't know. So I can't tell you here's what's gonna happen. I can tell you there's several things that are likely to happen that would push prices up. Most people think interest rates are probably gonna come down over the next year. Who thinks interest rates are probably gonna come down over the next year? That's what most of the smart money is saying. And interest rates come down, what's gonna happen to home prices? They go up. Because there's more people who will be able to afford them. Okay, all the uh, uh, builders are running out of inventory. When they run out of inventory, there's not enough supply. What does that do to home prices? That also pushes them up. So, th so that could push prices up. Um, what else could happen? I don't know. Wars, more pandemics, who knows? Who knows? But uh, our best guess of what we expect the real estate market to do this year is nothing. We think it's gonna be pretty much flat up a little, like a few percent. That's, that's, that's our best guess. Uh, we don't see anything dramatic happening that would push it dramatically higher, dramatically lower. That's, that's what we anticipate. I think it's gonna go up a little, you know. But I like that, normal interest rates, normal market, that's a very safe way to invest, right? When there's a lot of unknowns, things get scary. Right? When, when, when deals were structured with mortgages that were never gonna happen again, never happened before, that's scary to me. When, when, when things are financed with normal markets, normal, normal financing, that's, that sounds good, good to me. That's safer to me. Now, each of the cities is a little different, so let's get into some of the different cities and, and, and talk about some of the cities. Texas, statewide roundup, the average price house in the state of Texas, 412,000. Uh, up a little bit, the average price up a little bit, 3.7%. The median price uh, house is up 1.4%. So a few months ago, these were down a little bit, now they've come up a little bit. So the market's turning a little bit up. Sales volume's down, but not a lot. Several months ago, it was, it was way down, it was down like 20% volume down. Uh, now it's only down 7%, so the market's turning a little bit. Months of inventory, to me this is like the most important number on the screen, months of inventory. That tells you what's really going on in the market. How do you define months of inventory? Well, one way to define it is this. If you stopped adding any more houses for sale, 
So whatever is for sale, you're going to sell that, but there's nothing left after that. How long would it last? And the answer is 3.7 months. Uh, I'm sorry, 3.4 months. Now, to put that in perspective, here's the saying. If there's less than six months of inventory, you have a seller's market. If there's more than six months of inventory, you have a buyer's market. If there's right around six months of inventory, you would have a neutral market. We have a strong seller's market. Now, a lot of people may be surprised to hear that. Is it as strong as it was a year ago? Not even close. Yes, last a year ago, we had a freakishly strong seller's market, but we're still in a pretty strong market. But it's perspective. You know, if you're comparing it to a year ago, you're like, wow, the market's down. Well, you know, compared to a year ago, it's not as hot as it was by far, right? But it's still, by historical perspective, a pretty good seller's market. This is also the average amount of time it takes to sell a house, 3.4 months. Some more, some less, that's about the average. Active listings is up a little bit. There's a little more inventory available, right? Because houses are taking a little longer to sell. Uh, let's take a look at the history. 2021, prices were up 18% one year. Great year. 2022, up another 10% in one year, 10.7%, almost 11%. 2023, flat, 2023, flat. Volume down, but the prices are flat. All right, let's look at some of the cities. Starting with Dallas, Dallas-Fort Worth, the average price house in Dallas-Fort Worth, 495,000, up 7%. Median price, 391 is flat. And the days on uh, months of inventory, 2.5 months of inventory, and, and, and close sales is only down 4%. So let's talk about Dallas for a minute. I don't know why this is the case. I do not know why. But going back 20 years, Dallas has always been the bellwether of tex Texas. If you want to know where Texas is going, you look at Dallas first. I don't know why. But when Dallas starts to go up, the rest of the state follows it up. When Dallas goes down, the rest of the state follows it down. I don't know why, but it's been like that for 20 years. Maybe it's the economy, it's something. Something's going on in Dallas. Dallas is becoming a pretty hot market. Inventory is dropping, prices are going up. So will history repeat itself? Who knows? Who knows? Leases are also up 5%. Fewer people can afford to buy a house, so the more of them are leasing a house. Lease prices are up 6%, so it's pretty good. Over the last uh, three years, 2021, prices were up 20% in one year. 2022, up another 15%. And then 2023, 1%. Basically, it's flat. It's flat. Houston, here we are in Houston. The average price home in Houston, 408000 up 0.3%, pretty much flat. Media price, 330 also flat. Sales volume down, but not a lot, just 6.2%. Months of inventory, 3.3. Pretty good market, pretty good market. Uh, active listings up, but not a whole lot, up 14%. Uh, lease prices are up, new list, lease listings are up. Now, going back three years, Houston, 2020 was a pretty good year, up 16%. 2022, uh, 2021, 2022, up another 10%. Uh, 2023, flat flat as Houston. Okay, Austin. Let's take a better look at Austin. Now, Austin is an outlier. Let's talk about Austin as an outlier. The average sales price, by the way, in Austin is $553,000. That's the average price. So that is not a typographical error. We actually did a little research on this and we discovered Austin, I don't know if you're aware of this, but is actually Latin for San Francisco. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They call it the Silicon Hills. 
Elon Musk moved off. Right, and all these high-tech companies, Apple and Amazon, they all brought all their high-tech employees, lots of six-figure people with lots of money, and the real estate market just took off like crazy. Median price down 1.4%. Uh, days on, mar I'm sorry, months of inventory, three months of inventory, sales volumes down a little bit. Now, something did happen last year in Austin. Austin was the one market where prices actually went down. And there's a reason, I'll explain the reason. 2021, is really the reason. In 2021 in Austin, Texas, the average prices went up 29% in one year. It was insane, and I was there, okay? It was crazy. In 2021, the months of inventory in Austin, Texas was 0.4 months of inventory. We had less than two weeks of inventory. And what was happening in 2021 is somebody put a house on the market, they'd get 11 offers in a weekend. One of them won, 10 of them lost. So the 10 people that lost the bid made an offer on another house. They got 11 offers in a weekend. 10 of them lost, one of them won. And the people that kept making offers over and over again and losing over and over again got so irate they started screaming at their realtors, what do you have to do to buy a house around here? I'm moving, I need a place to live. And it became normal in 2021 for people to buy houses five to 10% above appraised value. And if you buy above appraised value, by the way, the lender will not loan you that money. The lender will only loan you up to the appraised value. The appraised value does not mean what it's worth. It means what the lender is willing to lend. So you have to bring extra money to the closing on top of the down payment if you're going to buy a house above the appraised value. And that was normal in 2021. And I would say it was normal for houses to actually sell for more than they were even worth, just because there was literally 0.4 months of inventory. It was insane. In 2022, up another 10%. 2023, down 8%. Now it's flat. So if you look at most of Texas, it went up 30% and it got flat. In Austin, it went up 40%, came down 10, and then it went flat. Depending on your perspective, if you own a house for the last three years, you made 30%. Except for in Austin, you went up 40 and down 10, and everywhere else you went up 30 and you leveled out. It's perspective. So if you ask people in Austin, how's the real estate market? Oh, it sucks. It went down 8%, 10%, right? If they've owned houses for years, they've said, okay, it's great. It's went up 30%. That's perspective. San Antonio, <clears throat> the most affordable market in Texas. Uh, average price 374, flat. Medium price 319, flat. That is flat as flat can be. It wasn't even zero point something. It was literally 0.0. .0. Months of inventory a little higher, 4.3, but still a pretty decent market. 2021, up 16%. 2022, up 12%. 2023, uh, down 2%, flat. All right, <clears throat> that is our market update. Was that helpful to you guys? Yeah? Any questions on that? Any questions on that before we go on to our next topic? Wow, no questions. Um, we do post all of this to our social media. So if you wanna get copies every month, we update this and we post it to social media. So it's a great way to kind of keep up with what's going on in the market. We're gonna switch gears now into our next topic, but I do wanna make a little special announcement. 
one of the other resources that the Texas RIAs provides to its members, uh, to you guys, is free training. So if you'd like to get some additional training, we have both training in residential and we have training in commercial uh, to help the members understand how to do this better. Sometimes it's free, sometimes we charge for it, but we have a New Year's deal where for all of you that are starting off 2024, uh, we're going to invite you to the Texas Real Estate Investing Workshop uh, for free. So we're doing a free little offer right now. Uh, practical, actionable, step-by-step, -step, detailed training uh, where we go through all 12 real estate investing strategies in Texas, all 65 methods of finding off-market real estate, because that's where the deals are, off-market. 10 different sales closes. These are literally the scripts, the words you say to get somebody to accept your offer on their property. Uh, your solution to their problem. Learn how to partner. We make money through partnering. We'll talk about how to partner on deals, access funding. We have over a thousand private money lenders. Private money is faster, cheaper, better, more reliable than any other kind of money. But you gotta know the money. But you got private money, you have a competitive advantage over everybody else. We call this experiential learning. So we're doing a special promotion, which is free, so that's a pretty good deal. And we're doing a Texas tour, uh, Dallas, Houston, and Austin. Uh, we do this live and in person, so come live. I think it's in this hotel in, in Houston. I'm not 100% sure. Um, or it's gonna be right in this area if it's not right at this hotel. We will have tables, so we're not gonna be crammed in like sardines like we are here at the, this particular meeting. Uh, we also simulcast, so you can attend in person, I recommend that, or you can attend online or even do a hybrid of online and in person. So pick the date and location that works best for you and um, we will uh, we'll get you enrolled. Now I'll put this link up later uh, to uh, get you guys, uh, and I'll tell you more about it later. Texas's largest real estate investor association at TexasStarterKit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at TexasStarterKit.com.